Hey everyone, <laughs> it's Flex. Welcome to Whatever I Want by Me, Flex. This podcast is a little space I've carved out on the internet to talk about whatever I want with whoever I want, whenever I want. I want to talk about singer, songwriter, musician extraordinaire John Mayer saying that he has a white supremacist dick. Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> This morning, I was jumping in my car to go and pick up some new stock for Flex Factory. We're making these really, really cute white acrylic doily coasters. They're going to be so sick. But as I jumped into my car, my routine is always to get my speaker. It's a JBL Pulse 4 and I love it because it's got this cool gradient thing happening. You can see it on my Instagram. But anyway, uh, when I connected the Bluetooth, the track that started playing was Gravity by John Mayer because I'd been listening to it earlier. It had just come back to me in a vision of the time where he had said that he had a white supremacist dick. Uh, And I posted this on my Instagram story and people didn't believe me, which I think is odd because why would I lie about it? (laughs) And why would he lie about it? Um, Yeah, the the responses are split into, into like three distinct sectors. People who didn't believe me, people who can't believe that he said it, and people who were just basically outraged. And I was thinking to myself, is it, are people more outraged at the fact that he said it or the fact that it's true? Because I feel like there are enough people with dicks who have white supremacist tendencies by who they choose to root, but would never say that their dick identifies as being a white supremacist. Anyway, I digress. A lot of people hadn't heard of the story And I imagine that's because this happened in 2010, which was distinctively pre-cancel culture, which means that a lot of weird, sus things that happened in this time definitely got swept under the rug or weren't even big enough to ring alarm bells, really. In 2010, John Mayer was interviewed by Playboy, which he was asked about, you know, his life and love and sex and all those juicy things. And at one point in the interview, he told the interviewer that somebody asked him the other day, what does it feel like to now have a hood pass? And by the way, it's sort of a contradiction in terms, because if you really had a hood pass, you could call it an N-word pass. But he actually said the N-word with an (laughs) E-R. So following that, a lot of black celebrities like Ice-T, Tlaib Kweli, jumped on Twitter to just like rinse him essentially and say like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it's, no, we're not doing it. Don't say it. Um, Most people were just pretty disappointed because... Aside from it being a very strange thing to say, John Mayer was definitely regarded as one of those white guys who could hang with black people, hence him being granted a hood pass. He's soulful, he's got an amazing voice, whatever, but I guess he took his privilege a little bit too far. Now, the interview from this stage just goes really extra haywire. Because it's a written interview, we can't really see when he was asked these questions or how these things were formed together. But he said a lot of weird shit we could just go through. So basically, the interviewer asked him that if he didn't know you, would you think you were a douchebag? So maybe he felt triggered in some way. Maybe he was trying to be a bit of an edgelord, but some shit was said. He then follows this, you know, N-word pass remark by saying, what is being black? And then he answers himself and says, it's making the most of your life. It's not taking a single moment for granted. Taking something that's seen as a struggle and making it work for you or you'll die inside. Not to say that my struggle is like the collective struggle of black America, but maybe my struggle is similar to one black dude's. 
Then the interviewer says, do black women throw themselves at you? And he responds, I don't think I open myself to it. My dick is sort of like a white supremacist. I've got a Benetton, I've got a Benetton heart and a fucking David Duke cock. I'm going to start dating separately from my dick. (laughs) And then later on, he went onto Twitter and said that in regards to saying the N word in an interview, I'm sorry that I used the word and it's a shame I did that because the point I was trying to make was the exact opposite spirit of the word itself. It was arrogant of me to think I could intellectualize it using it because I realized there's no intellectualizing word that's so emotionally charged. So as I was thinking about it, like I mentioned before, this was pre-cancel culture. This was uh, pre-social wokeness as a mainstream way of being. And what's interesting to me is just the response I got in my DMs of how people were just like, as if he would say that. There is no way that he would say that. And I kind of thought to myself, before this time that we're in now, where people are hyper aware of what they say, how they say it, and how it's going to be perceived, People said very edgy, offensive, uh, dangerous, disgusting, harmful and hurtful shit all the time for free. (laughs) It's really interesting how people think we're so far removed from that time. I mean, it was only 2010 that this happened and it's only been um, the status quo to been socially woke for about five or so years now. So like if we were to dig deep and dig through the archives of, you know, posts on the internet articles and shit I'm sure we'd find a ton of cooked stuff that we just didn't recognize at the time also it might have been an age thing I know 10 years ago I was 16 perhaps I wasn't really interested in in intellectualizing any article that I was reading I'm sure I was like you know tits deep in girlfriend magazine trying to figure out how to get boys to like me whatever it might have been And then I was thinking to myself, how would this really be perceived in 2020? If somebody said, my dick is like a white supremacist, what would, how would that be perceived? Because what I find with cancel culture is that a lot of the things that people are getting canceled for, and we can make exceptions here and there, but generally it's when they're, when they're saying or doing harmful things that they might have presumed would be harmless. Like wearing a certain outfit from a certain culture or doing your hair a certain way or using uh, a word that you didn't know was derogatory. All of these things um, that you could easily say or that many people could easily defend and say it was an accident they didn't know. This kind of language, what he said and how he said it is so direct. <laughs> it is so pointy that I don't know how people would process it in 2020. And I guess the collective outrage and the disbelief of my DMs kind of puts that into perspective. We probably know what to do when we come across somebody who's a bit covertly inappropriate, but when it's so black and white, when it's just like, my dick is a white supremacist, (laughs) you're, you're, you're kind of left baffled bamboozled like how do I where do I so because <laughs> like I was saying are we more concerned with the fact that he said it or the fact that it was a fact for him in Bobo's reflex expansion pack where she had written a ton of questions um, that she wanted you know us and the world to answer and one of her questions is when dating is having a type ethical And this is a question people stumble on quite heavily because when people conjure up or visualize their dream person, there are characteristics applied to this person. Their weight, their stature, their hair color, and often more so than not their skin color. And then we go on to personalities and and behavioral traits and all of these things. But 
definitely it's a touchy area for most people to try and justify their dating habits you know and to try and put language around why they're attracted to certain people and why they're not and and what's influenced who they'll date or sleep with or whatever oof there is a case study in here somewhere there really really is (laughs) to be fair maybe mr mayor did get cancelled because have things really been the same for him since 2010? Where are the bops? You know, John, where are they? Because after Continuum, when did Continuum come out? Let me Google this right quick. Continuum came out in 2006. Ooh, so that was before the scandal. So that was him probably like riding the wave of being, you know, Mr. Hot Shit. Like, I don't trust myself with loving you. Ah, bop. Ugh, such a good song. Well, And you probably know me by now. I can comfortably bop to music of people who are problematic. I mean, this is, this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who's listening to this podcast now, because if you are, you know me, you know me. And pleasure is something that I won't deprive myself of. And so I will bop to continuum knowing farewell that Mr. Mayor said what he said. I wonder if he has broadened uh, or if his dick has broadened um, its, its tastes. Should we check in? Should we tweet? (laughs) No, I'll leave him alone. I don't have the energy for this beef right now. But that was just, what a blast from the past. Surely there's some sort of entertainment news site that can tell us what was the trending news article for that day. Because I would love to know what we were up in arms about, you know, 10, 12 years ago. That would be so interesting to me. Whoa, so I've just Googled John Mayer to see what's happening with him because obviously it's been a minute since I've thought about him. And um, what's come up is a New York Times article from March the 23rd, 2017, an article written by Joe Coscarelli. And the headline is, John Mayer knows he messed up and he wants another chance. Well, what are we referencing? Wow, there's a quote here where he says, what has to happen for a guy to believe that he's totally well adjusted and be that far out of reach? My GPS was shattered, just shattered. He says, at 32 and obsessed with outsmarting the idea of cliched rock star, he started to invent his own grenade, his mouth. He was a Mack truck without brakes. Tabloid fame was a human growth hormone and extracurricular stuff. He said he basically realized that he's no good at that. So he's going to drop that major. What he did was probably semi-consciously just reboot it. Control, alt, delete. It was an induced coma. His career flatlined. It was cat and mouse and the mouse was lost. Wow. I mean, I'm sure there's something profound in this article uh, somewhere, but I'm not going to read it all. I'm skimming through. Oh, he says, I have nightmares about a second occurrence of the Playboy era. He said... Um, he seemed sanguine about the possibility of a controversy of a cultural appropriation, an issue that has dogged other pop stars. Wow, well, there's something there. So we've checked in on John Mayer. Uh, as of 2017, he seems uh, a little bit self-aware. He doesn't seem okay. I think he seems a bit paranoid that we're going to cancel him. And probably he should be because he got cancelled before cancelling was even a popular thing. Mans is a tastemaker. Mans is before the wave. Mans is the virus. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not the virus king. All right, so those are all my thoughts for right now. If you have a memory or a recollection of something 
happening in the media that was just so absurd that nobody would believe it today, please tell me. I'd love to Google it and then talk about it. Something as ridiculous as what we've spoken about today would be amazing. Please and thank you. Okay, bye.